Brenda Lane. An Underpinnings podcast is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph and Meister Witkowski Photography in Stevensville. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville. Hey, it's Brenda Lane. Question, who's one of the most passionate wedding photographers in the area, having photographed over 650 weddings and literally written not one, but two books on bridal photography and beauty? Who went from camera assistant at her professional photographer parents' knees as a child to chief photographer and now owner of the business? If you said Amy Witkowski of Meister Witkowski Photography in Stevensville, you're right. And that experience makes her ultra qualified for senior, baby, family, special occasion, corporate, product, and website photos as well. That's why Amy was my choice for my son's newborn pictures 19 years ago and just recently for Underpinnings Marketing. You can trust Amy Witkowski with your photo legacy. I did. Meister Witkowski Photography, Stevensville. Visit MeisterWitkowskiPhoto.com. Hi, this is Brenda Lane, an Underpinnings podcast, and we are continuing with our twice-a-week posts of our podcast uh, because of all the changes in our community and our world because of the coronavirus. I thought that today it would be nice to talk to someone who is, um, I guess, hunkered down at home with the family Uh, but also has to think about the repercussions of what's happening through the eyes of a small business owner. Jamie Bandowski, Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar. She is the uh, owner, along with her husband, Ryan, in Stevensville, but also has two young children. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for agreeing to, uh, to join me today. This is a little bit of business and a little bit of personal. Yes. Hi, Brenda. Thank you so much for the invitation. Happy to be here. So let's start, um, I guess, at the very beginning with the business. You know, it seems like what's happened in the last three weeks um, just happened so quickly without really any warning or notice, although there maybe could have been a little more notice, but it just seems like almost minute by minute, our world was changing in ways that we couldn't comprehend fast enough. Yeah, Thursday the 12th of March will be ingrained in my brain for some time. That was when word came down that schools were closing um, effective the the following Monday. So I'll never for I mean, I literally, I almost feel like I have PTSD from this. Like it was kind of one of those things where there was rumblings, you know, about this could be a thing for, you know, a couple weeks, maybe even a month or two. But it was just kind of in the background, like as noise. But when yeah. schools were ordered to close and I had to not only, you know, talk with my husband about how we're going to manage our, our kiddos and like getting them, you know, keeping them, you know, with what was going to be, you know, learning at home. And then also the business part of it where everything was about to change because while that order didn't come in until Monday that we had to close our dining area. Um, so that was just a few days later. You just knew that if they were closing schools, You just knew that that only made sense logically and for the safety and health of people that, you know, it was, it was just a lot Thursday, the 12th of March. I'm telling you, (laughs) I don't know how we'll celebrate next year, uh, but I hope that we will. It'll be definitely an anniversary, but not one that you're going to look forward to celebrating. So, you know, even if you'd had, let's say that, you know, our country would have had um, even 
a, a month to prepare, let's say, it still would have been, we would have looked at it as such a uh, almost insurmountable issue yeah. and problem. And how, how are we going to deal with this? And, and you had hours, yeah. you know, to figure out what, how would you be changing things? I remember a friend um, sent me a text. I think it was a text or it might've been something on messenger. She said, Oh, by the way, you know, I've heard, I've heard rumors, you know, rumblings that the state is going to shut down. And I just kind of smiled at that. And I'm like, the state's going to shut down. What? No, it's yeah. not going to shut down. And I mean, <laughs> I thought it's kind of dystopian almost to, to give credence to that, but yeah. you know, it, it didn't happen the day that she said, but it happened very shortly thereafter. Yeah, I mean, it's as close to we can really be as shut down right now, right? I mean, exactly. just the bare, you know, the, the basic essentials, and and it's a really it's a really hard place to be as someone who, um, you know, has worked. I've worked in the restaurant business my whole life, and um, you do really take for granted kind of the normal daily interactions of actually serving a customer in your restaurant, and how awkward it is to then literally not be able to invite them in to not only protect your staff and yourself and your family that you're going home to, but to protect your customers, you know, who, by the right. way, a lot of our customers are in that age category of like 60 and up. And so it just got just again, like just overnight. And then in just a few hours, just trying to figure out how to navigate through that because the main, you know, the main blaring, you know, thing that is saying, pay attention to me is the health and safety of all of us. Like you can, we could take chances. We could gamble. We could say, mm, I'm not sure how this really affects us. I have a great immune system, knock on wood. I feel like I, other than having allergies, which is not a good time to have allergies right now, by the way, um, I, you know, I, I could say I, I have, a, you know, I'm confident I'll be okay, but it's not about me. And it really had to just immediately be a bigger conversation and a bigger uh, thought process of how to, you know, keep our loved ones safe, be responsible in, in what we're doing in this. We have a small community, you know? Right. <laughs> so as a mom, it, it, I guess it hit you first about the fact that the kids were not going to be going to school and you were going to have to, you know, make accommodations, obviously, to continue to care for them knowing that they would be at home and then in very rapid succession you found out that that the way you do business is going to change very rapidly as well so that first thought is all right how do we try to keep our business open based on this new set of rules right that was the first thing that you did exactly yeah, and Ryan and I work so closely together at the cafe when we're open uh, with having them both, the, our children are five and seven, they're both in school all day. Um, and so that was just how our life has been for this entire school year where we're just kind of, you know, we are, Ryan and I are the bakery staff. So all of the ba things that are freshly baked, that's us. We're doing that. We don't have a, a bakery team anymore. It's just us, mm -hmm. which is exactly what I wanted to do in my whole life. So yeah. it's a blessing to, be able to do that. But anyhow, um, so well, yeah, I we had to figure you, out. You hadn't been doing it that long. I mean, you just had your third anniversary, right? At the we, beginning of the summer. We, no, no, no. We actually were celebrating four years in, uh, in about six cool. weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah but, yeah. but no, I mean, you know, three, four, it's all the same. Um, so yeah, we had to figure out what our family schedule was going to look like because one of us needed to be at the cafe. Obviously I would never ask, 
any of our, our team, while they're very self-sufficient, I would never ask them to run the restaurant in this in the middle of this chaos. You know, I, I was going right. to be there from open to close. When we were open, I was going to be there. Um, and so that along with, you know, the big packets of homework that we were getting for our children too, because remember they're in the middle or at the end of their third quarter, they're still learning a ton. I mean, they're, this is like, I cannot believe how much children are learning every single day at this age. Like my kindergartner is reading, you know, how do you keep that momentum at home in the middle of just like, you know, craziness? How do you even have the time when you're focusing all the energy on a new way of running your business with everything being takeout. And yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, what we did do is we ended up um, shortening our hours at full circle for um, a little over a week. And we did try that route. Um, we shortened our hours and we did curbside pickup or delivery only. So we literally made signs for the door that said, we can't invite you in right now. Um, we, we just didn't want to take the risk of having customers come into our building. Um, so we made sure that we were the ones going out to the, to the cars with the, the items or delivering it to their home. So we did that. We did that for a little over a week and it was challenging. It, um, <clears throat> there were a lot of challenges there. For one thing, we have on our staff of 15, one of them has asthma, one of them has Crohn's, one of them is in that age category of uh, over 60. You know, we have some people who, you know, what do they say, immunocompromised or whatever? I mean, that's they're, they're right there in it. Yeah. And by the way, those are our rock star core group. They want to be there. They are, are full timers. They love full circle and they wanted to be there. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you guys have to sit this out, you know, and they don't want to. They want to come to work. They love what we do. Um, and they, they're the helpers. Uh, so anyway, I'm extending the story. And just to shorten it, we did try that for a little over a week. You know, we have one phone line for people to call in and order. And that phone line, it was taking 10 minutes per order or more to get all of the information that you needed to get for delivery or the type of car that you have, blah, blah, blah. It was like trying to refine a process that takes probably weeks or months to refine. And we were trying exactly. to do it just on the spot. And it, right. it, it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. And then you barely even got a chance to even figure out how you were going to try to navigate that when everything changed again. Yeah. So it just got to be overwhelming. There were three real like components to our decision making in terms of saying, you know what? We're going to close the doors temporarily. We need to regroup <laughs> and we need to just kind of give this whole, you know, shelter in place thing a chance to work. Um, or shelter, what are they calling it? Shelter at home. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so the first one was we clearly were not meeting our overhead requirements to really function as a business. It was going to get ugly really quickly. Um, that's with a, a you know much smaller staff, uh, with shorter hours, with everything. It just, the amount of, you know, sales that we were taking in, it, it could not sustain us. <laughs> um, so that was the first thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got it on your head or in your head that you've got employees now that aren't working too. Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, they were kind of in a place of limbo because it's like, you know, if we're busy today, I'll call you in if we need you. But, you know, and and so they weren't even able to file for that unemployment early. And I don't even know how that process is going. I do know that all of our employees that are not working right now, they did, we did get them all filed. Um, uh, so, but that, it was just really tricky. And, on, you know, these are, again, some of them working that are 
he, they've been here for two, three years and they work full time immediately had hours that were cut. Um, it, it was, it was tricky. It was, it was hard. It was uh, again, kind of like feeling like we needed a, we need a plan here, you know, and not, mm-hmm. and not just kind of making it up as we go along. It just got with all of the anxiety, right. And all of the nervousness about who has this virus, who, you know, how are we getting, how are we going to keep ourselves from getting it? And all of that awkwardness that comes with every interaction, it's like a whole layer of awkwardness with every customer interaction. And it was like, yeah, we're just going to give this a break. Um, We're going to regroup. We do have a plan for even as soon as next Wednesday, Wednesday after Easter. So a week from today, we do have some ideas in the works to try to open up to some capacity. Um, We are still kind of holding out just to kind of watch and see how the numbers are looking locally. Um, It looks like Berrien County is actually, you know, staying pretty stable. Um, but it's just, it's just day by day at this point. And again, our responsibility as business owners and in my mind needs to be putting that health and safety first. Um, it just happened for us. And you are, you know, you are a business that has, you know, been open for a relatively short period of time, but has gotten very popular. And I know it's probably not something that you'll say, um, but you know, it is true, and you have a very good reputation in the community, not only for being a quality business, but also for being very supportive of the community, being very philanthropic, and, you know, just having a very, very, uh, I think you just have a very caring reputation in the community, and that certainly shows with how you're really putting the thoughts about your customers and your employees first, but at the same time, you know, if you can't sustain a business, then that that hurts everybody, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. When Thank these you. changes happen, it's when, when all this change started, it was kind of like dropping a pebble in, you know, in water because then you've got these circles rippling out of all the other things that are going to be affected by the change. Mm-hmm. What about exactly. your, your suppliers? And, and I know that you do a lot of farm to table and you deal with, mm-hmm. you know, fresh daily, you know, home cooked foods and, and, and items on your menu. And you have a supply chain for that. You have, you know, you right. have vendors. Yeah. You have proprietary coffee, you know, that, that, uh, mm-hmm. that you, that you serve at the espresso bar. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, like it's been a process of trying to communicate with them. And I mentioned to you, I mentioned this to you before we, you know, started recording, but we are so lucky to have all be in this together in a way that we are all working together. I made a phone call here. I made a phone call there and this is what we're doing. We're going to close temporarily for a couple of weeks. Can you freeze our account? Can you, um, you know, what can you do? How can we make this so that we can't, there is hope. There is, there is more than hope, you know, like we are okay. We will be okay to open up again. It's going to be a tough uh, couple of months probably. Um, But I still feel like it's, it was the best thing for us to do. And, And I also feel like it's given us time to step back Yes, we have time with our kids. Yes, we've had time to slow down for a minute and kind of process all of this because it's heavy. Um, So that is good for us and for the business, honestly, because 
I feel like it has enabled us to get more organized. You know, there just in that week that we were doing takeout only, even things like our takeout containers that we get, it's an earth choice brand, it's biodegradable, blah, blah, blah. It was hard to get. I didn't know where I was going to get it from the next week if we didn't close. So all those things, because everyone is switching modes, right, to takeout only. So, of course, <clears throat> the demand for those things. So, I mean, just the, the things that were never a problem in the past became something where it's like, now we have to serve takeout in styrofoam? Like, I cannot do that. So... So now I've had a couple of weeks to do my research to figure out what I'm going to do and what, what where I can get these items. And um, so I feel like we're strategically, I almost feel like this was just a nice time out for us to kind of regroup because it doesn't look like there's a quick end in sight for, you know, the takeout only option. I think this is probably going to be a couple months, you know, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Um, but I think you might be right. Yeah, I think it's going to be a couple, at least a, a month or two before we can, you know, literally, you know, like be back to normal and, and maybe longer than that, sadly. So I just feel like it's been a good time for Ryan and I to regroup, re-strategize and figure out how we can best serve in this capacity. So, so it's so been, I first, think it'll be okay. Yeah. Your first thoughts were for the health and safety of your customers and your family and your employees, but then you did start having to, to think about the long-term health of the business. Talk to us from, again, from a small business owner standpoint of all the specific steps that you took and, and what this has really been like for you trying to deal with creditors, trying to deal with figuring out what the programs are that are out there. Um, I know that you've You've participated in the, the RAMP program, which is Rent and Mortgage Assistance Program, correct? Yes. And we actually found out on Monday, we found out on Monday that we were approved for that program and that helps us greatly. It's a, I know you've, you've done your uh, research on this and a show on it, right? And it's uh, six months. Um, we don't have to start pay making our first payment until uh, October and it is completely interest free. Um, wow. So it really gives us a chance to kind of say, okay, again, we're regrouping here. That, that saves, that's not a huge, that's a huge payment that we don't have to worry about this month having no income right now. Um, but again, you know, with our local places, we, we don't typically, you know, we have Radke Farms, we have Infusco, we have um, um, uh, Flagel's Sugar House where we get our syrup. So these small little places that are one, two, three employees maybe 10 or 12 for Infusco, you know, we've, we've talked to them. How are you guys doing? Like, how are you guys getting through this? You know, we don't carry large balances with them. So it's not something where we had to necessarily work on that with them, but still just, you know, we want them to survive through this too. Right. Um, it's just that you kind of create like your own little network of your people and we're just all checking in with each other. And that is something that is really beautiful, honestly. You know, it's really, it's really cool to, to see how something that can be pretty tragic is, um, you know, is really causing people to just care a little bit more maybe than they did a few months ago, you know, and just being able to identify with another local business. Maybe it's not a restaurant, but maybe it's a store or maybe it's something else. And you just, you know, that they're going through this too, you know, and it, it does unify a little bit. By the way, the RAMP program is a partnership between Cornerstone Alliance, 
Berrien Community Foundation and the Southwestern Michigan Tourist Council to provide assistance for uh, local small businesses and nonprofits to assist them with rent and mortgage payments. And I'm so glad that you were able to access that and got a very quick approval. They promised that it would be a fast process. And from from all that I've heard, it has been. What about yes. any other programs? Are there other programs that you've looked into? I, I know that there's that PPE program, which I've heard yep. um, some good things about what the program can do, but some difficulty in trying to access it and figure out how to actually get those resources. Have you looked yes. into that? Yes, uh, we are. We do our banking with um, United Federal Credit Union. They they handle our business. Um, and literally the day that it was available, I got a huge packet of um, information. And actually, she said I was the first one that had requested it. So um, I got everything. Um, it is a lot, quite honestly. The application process is a, a decent amount. But what else do we have but time right now? So uh, working on getting all that together. We also did, of course, apply for a disaster. Um, I think, I'm sorry, I don't have the technical term. Maybe you do, but it's through the federal government. There's a a disaster loan or something Mm -hmm. that I applied for as well. Everything has been, you know, as soon as we see it coming out, if there's an application, we've just been trying for, you know, everything, all the help that we can get right now, because it it is Mm -hmm. a huge detriment to our business to be completely closed for three weeks. (laughs) Well, you, you mentioned that all we have right now is time and (laughs) to some extent that's true. I don't know about you, but I've, I, at first it kind of felt that way, but now getting into a new normal. And of course I don't have small children at home. You do, but I'm finding that the time still gets filled with the things that I do now that are different than the things I did before. Like, more cleaning. And I would think in your case, it's trying to find things not only to continue being educational for the children, but also just to occupy their time because kids so easily get bored. Yeah. You know what? I just have to take a minute, Brenda. We, our kids, they are getting such detailed, um, perfectly packaged little, you know, bundles from their teachers every week. And these teachers, I, I just, it, I'm, I could cry thinking about how it, how traumatic it must be for them, right? They had one day on Friday with their students to say, okay, they didn't know if they were going to see them again in the, the, the school year. Right. They, you know, think of all the traditions that there are, it, that there are in the fourth quarter of the school year for these teachers and these students. And it, that has been the mother side of me that has really been you know, challenging to try to like comfort them. They want to go to school. They don't understand this stuff, you yeah, know? They want to see their friends. Yeah. So these teachers, they, I just, I've always been a huge advocate of teachers. I love them. They should be paid way more. Um, but wow, I mean, just showing their true colors right now and keeping us organized because that is a huge part of my day now. Uh, Ryan and I sit at the table with our kids and we do school for a good three to four hours a day. And that's really not even enough. Honestly, we should be spending more, but the attention span, you know, is a thing when you're at home. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely. I I know that you have been um, rather open um, on social media and, you know, with friends and family 
and I count myself as one of those friends, uh, about the fact that you have uh, suffered somewhat from anxiety and depression, as I do, and as many other people do as well. And I'm, I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how, you know, this, this whole situation, obviously it's been very stressful, not only the day-to-day changes and activities with your business, but the overall specter of the virus and how our world is changing and what all the unknowns that are involved in that and no definite end date to what's happening. And it can really make your mind travel to a lot of, um, I guess, dark places if you experience depression, anxiety. Yeah, I definitely had um, two days after we um, decided to close our restaurant temporarily um, where I had to just kind of remove myself from the family's uh, happenings and just let myself process. Um, I definitely um, handle my anxiety um, usually by either staying busy um, or by eating. <laughs> and the, the, the busy part was taken away from me, um, in a sense with having to, to close the business. Mm-hmm. So it really left me in a place of just kind of like, what am I going to do with all of this, all of these feelings? And I, I will say I'm reading some great books and that has helped me, uh, li- and listening to some great books. Um, and, and again, like just kind of letting myself feel the feelings because like, you can't, you, there's a, there's a certain point where you're overthinking everything, right? That's my part of the brain that uh, (laughs) I need to turn off a lot of times, but there's also something to be said about just kind of letting the feeling be what it is. And it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be, um, you know, apprehensive or nervous. Like those are okay feelings, but just kind of centering yourself in the thought that like, this is it this is going to end it's going to be okay there is life after this right we mm-hmm. and that's what we want to do for our kids is like you know reassure them like this is just a thing we're going to make the most of it you know and and it will it will eventually end like we have to trust the people that are making the big decisions we have to make the best decisions we know how to, to make and then just go do the next best thing Um, And so those are the things that I, in this particular circumstance, have tried to just kind of, when I do let myself go to that place of, okay, how are we going to pay this? Uh, (laughs) How are we going to, uh, you know, manage this new, you know, when I start to worry instead of problem solve, I try to shut that down really fast because I can problem solve all day long and that's healthy. (laughs) Uh, But the worrying part. That's a very good point. I'm going to, I'm actually going to, I'm, I'm adding that to my, my strategies is instead of worrying to just pro, to problem solve. Yeah. Solve the problem. Like, yeah. and I know that's part of worrying, right. It's kind of like the journey, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, like even so much as just getting a piece of paper and a pen and, and actually writing things down because otherwise I just get lost in like this wormhole of the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it, that's just overwhelming for anyone. Would you be willing to share some of the books that you have found helpful, Jamie? Okay. So uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Glennon Doyle, but right now she is one of my favorites. Um, She is a mom and she um, is just awesome. And, And her latest book is called Untamed. It actually came out like a week or two before all of this craziness started. And I started listening to it 
um, on Audible. And I now have gone back. I think I'm like in the third time, <laughs> third my third time through. Yeah. Some of the things that she talks about just in terms of um, just getting through the pain or getting through the feelings. Um, it's just, it's just really helpful. It's helpful for me mostly because it normalizes it a little bit because you know how, when you're sitting there in your depression or in, in your anxiety and you're feeling like you're the only one or like you're so stupid for feeling this way or you're so weak for feeling this way. And you're not by the way. Um, but it just, when you read someone else's version of it, someone that you kind of look up to or someone that you think, wow, they've really made a name for themselves. Um, it's just cool. It's just, it's just refreshing and enlightening. So she's, she's one of them. And I can share a couple more with you too. I'll, I can send them over to you. Good okay. stuff. Well, I meant to share yeah. with the people that are listening. <laughs> and what's, what's, her, what's her name again and the name of the book nice and slow. So everybody can hear it. Glennon Doyle is her name. And the book is untamed. Another okay. one that I've been reading right now is Eckhart Tolle. Toll. I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong, but it's T-O-L-L-E. And it's A New Earth. And it's an old book, like probably 10 or 15 years old. It was on Oprah's book club back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell, got to say that my mom actually uh, kind of pulled me into this one again. She's been, you know, we listen to podcasts, Brenda. We listen to yours too. Um, <laughs> but it was just one of those things that she's like, you need to revisit this book. And she's so right. Um, so those are my two shining stars right now. Those, those are, those are what I, uh, I pull out of the, the drawer or I, I listen on audible and it's, it's good to have that positive reinforcement because uh, the there's second, a lot of the opposite. What was the second one again? It's Eckhart Tolle. Oh, Eckhart Tolle. Tolle. See, I knew Eckhart I was saying Tolle. his name. Yep. Eckhart yeah, Tolle. A, a new, yep. Yep. And the name of the book again is? A New Earth. New Earth. All right. And um, boy, we're kind of running down on time here, but I want to give you a chance to do like a little commercial for Full Circle Cafe and Espresso (laughs) Bar. I know that you just um, posted on social media a special certificate uh, deal for people that they can buy now and use later or use again when you open or use when things get back to normal. You want to tell us about that? Thanks, Brenda. Yeah, we have, um, we are now offering electronic gift cards. So um, you can literally purchase these, of course, contact free. Uh, You would log on to um, or click on a link that um, you can find on our social media. Um, And you can purchase a gift card. We're doing $10 off every $50 purchase right now. And you can send them to yourself. You can send them to your family member, your friend. Um, And it's just a way, again, to, to support our business, but also, you know, um, you can treat someone else or, um, you know, use it as a gift in, in whatever way you see fit. So, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to get creative with ways to, to you know, keep things going. And, and that's going to basically help us buy the milk to open up next week, right? Because exactly. that's the goal. Hopefully. Make the coffee, make the lattes, yeah, make <laughs> the gravy, all the things. Um, and if it's not next week, it will be in the next couple of weeks. Again, we just want to do the most responsible thing um, for, for, for everyone, you know, and right now the most responsible thing is to, to stay at home hunkered down. So yeah, that's what we're doing. And what's the website where people can purchase the, uh, the e-gift cards. So the best place to go would be our Facebook page. um, And you'll find the link there. Um, It's not an actual website that I can really rattle off. It's one of those really, 
weird, long, hokey ones. Maybe I could send it to you to share. Oh, that's yeah. Go ahead and do that. We'll put that on the resource page then uh, when the podcast posts. And in the meantime, find a full circle cafe and espresso bar on Facebook or are you on other, are you on other social media platforms as well, Jamie? Yep, we're on Instagram and Twitter as well. Yep. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know that you, you said you had to bribe the kids with some ice cream to keep them quiet for a little bit, right? <laughs> I'm going to have to move on that at some point. <laughs> you know what? You can't, you can't do this without giving the kids their little five seconds of fame by giving their names unless they wouldn't want to hear their name. <laughs> No, they are angels. They are wonderful humans already. I'm so proud of them. Grace and Ryder are their names. And they are, they've been really, really good children. I think we just have to cut our kids a little slack right now. You know, if we're feeling the the crazy anxiety and those overwhelming feelings, can you imagine what it must be like for, you know, all the kids, the seniors that aren't getting their senior year? I mean, it's, it goes on and on. So we're trying to do really like easy peasy lifestyle right now. You know, we do a lot of playing outside and we do some ice cream too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Jamie Bandowski, Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar. She is the uh, owner along with her husband, Ryan, small business owner, making it. And I'll tell you, Jamie, your um, your positive attitude is um, is very inspirational and infectious. So thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you so much. I hope to see you and hug you soon. I know <laughs> you. This is Brenda Lane on Underpinnings Podcast. Simply stepping inside Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon will have you falling in love with the proprietary scents of Aveda products for hair, skin, and aromatherapy. Aveda products are environmentally friendly and millions already trust Aveda with their hair and body. However, due to coronavirus closure of non-essential businesses in Michigan, Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda is following that order for everyone's safety. To ensure you can still experience your favorite Aveda products, including Shampure, Cherry Almond, Beautifying, Rosemary Mint, and Stress Fix, visit frederickandkimberleys.com and click on Shop, and the shipping's free. So continue to shop Aveda for hair, body, and skin care at frederickandkimberleys.com. That's Frederick with a C. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph and Meister Witkowski Photography in Stevensville. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville. To see resources related to this podcast for sponsorship information or suggest a topic, visit underpinningsmarketing.com. Follow Underpinnings Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast is produced by Jackie Beisel at Underpinnings Marketing. Thank you for listening and share with your friends.